The Owner's Box is brought to you in part by Santa Anita Park, and we are proud to partner with The Great Race Place for their 2023 upcoming Hollywood meeting. The Santa Anita Pick 5 pools have averaged over a million dollars this year. Don't miss out on racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with first post at 1 o'clock. Additionally, every weekend hosts the $18,000 Pick'em Contest, which is an online contest that mixes popular sports props and, of course, horse racing. That's offered every Saturday and Sunday, where we also have $500 in prize money to the top winner each day. Finally, you can get involved in the $7,500 Showviver Contest, which is free online, and you can play that at santaanita.com forward slash contests. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, is the great, the talented, the wonderful Michelle Yu. Michelle? Woo-hoo! Where are we today? Home. Oh, nice. I actually just got back from Santa Anita. I took Olivia's first grade class to the racetrack. That's amazing. Why did you do that? Well, their teacher is a racing fan, and obviously we're all racing fans, and it's all about getting the next generation involved, right? So we you. brought her class over, and we took them to the barn, and they got to pet horses. That's really and, nice. Uh, then we took them to the jocks room, and they got them dressed up in some silks, and we took them to the Winter's Circle and XBTV Studios, and we got them on the television. Did you put on Little Red Feather silks? Uh, no, actually, we did see them, but the silk guy was freaking out because they were, like, grabbing all the silks off of it. Oh, no. So he just handed us house silk so everyone could dress up in house silk. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yes. we have a cool guest today. His name is Stanton Flurry, and we're going to learn all about him and uh, his horse, Key of Life, who just won at Keeneland. Um, he's also the owner of She Dares the Devil. Everybody knows that filly. And uh, should be a good good interview coming up, Michelle. But before we do that, let's get right to three things of note, right? Yes. So what do we got? Pick off three things of note by mentioning that OBS uh, breeze breeze up section is going on right now. We are on day four today when we record this, which is Wednesday, and we had six horses clocking in at nine and four today. Ooh, fast track. Right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, how many horses does it take before you say, like, yeah, it was a fast track today? You know, I, I think most of the people who are really there at OBS and taking the notes and the what I'll call the professionals, they know when the, the track is fast. And a lot of it has to do with weather. OBS has a synthetic surface. Um and uh, the, you, you kind of just adjust your notes as a buyer and know that, you know, hey, day two in the morning, it was exceptionally fast, you know, and so you right. give everybody a, a grain of salt with those times, right? Whereas if it's a slow day and everyone's kind of slower, then you, you, you may move up those horses a little bit if that's what you're looking for. I find that you can't just always base your purchases on speed. In fact, we've seen over and over again, and it's interesting if you go through the OBS website, um, you can find a lot of cases and go back and look at old workouts of really successful horses. And a lot of them were 10 and 1, 10 and 2, even a 10 and 3 uh, every once in a while. So that's uh, that's my OBS soapbox thing. <laughs> I like it. Um, so just a reminder that the sales itself, like where you can actually purchase the horses, is the 25th, 6th, and 7th of this month. And I think we're going to try and get out a pretty an early um, episode for next week 
where we are going to talk about some up and coming sires or who we think is going to be like popular at the sales. So I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be cool. Let's do it. All right. Uh, number two or thing of note number two is just kind of like a racing roundup. So we had some big stakes at Keeneland. We obviously did not race at Santa Anita this week, um, but we had the Lexington, the Jenny Wiley, the Beaumont, the Apple Blossom and the Maker's Mark Mile. The Apple which Blossom those, was at Oakland. Which one of those did you like the best? Which one of those do I like? Did I like the best? Uh, I thought the I'm going to go with the non Keeneland stake. I'm going to go with the Apple Blossom. Uh, Claire Air running down Secret Oath. I thought was how exciting was, was that? Was a really she was really so good far race. Back. Yeah, and that's tough to do in those short fields like that, and especially when you're dealing with a filly as good as Secret Oath is. But uh, kudos to Steve Asmussen and Barbara Banky, Stone Street Farms. And uh, I believe, who is it? Joel Rosario, right? Ooh, yes, I think so, yes. I think so, yeah. Clarier, who I've needed in the uh, Breeders' Cup for like the past two years and just gets like the worst trips ever. <laughs> it so just makes me sick, but um, but congratulations. That was the, you know, I had, uh, I had dinner with uh, Flavian Pratt last night again. And so kudos to on him. On purpose? Yeah. What do you mean? On, what do you mean on purpose? Like... Like mean? you guys called each other and you were like, hey, let's go to eat yeah. or like yes. you just saw each other and you're like, let's eat together. No, we made plans when we were in California and we've now had two dinners. Okay. Uh, is there something wrong with that? Am I not allowed no, to not eat at with Flavian Pratt? I think he's a wonderfully kind gentleman. I've told you what happened last time I was out to eat and Flavian was there, right? No. So we had gone out to eat. It was like me and Ryan and my kids and Flavian was at the, we were at sushi and we were like at a table and he was at like the sushi bar. Right. Yeah. And, uh, he had like won a race for us recently and Olivia was like all gigged up about it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Oh, you see the guy at the bar, the waitress. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, can we buy him a drink or something? Right. She's like, Oh, I, I mean, I get, do you know him? Like she was like <laughs> flabbergasted. Right. Right. And I was like, Oh no, I just think that he's hot. And she like double takes it like Ryan and the kids. and was oh, like, my goodness. um, really? I was like, yeah, don't you think he's cute? And she like turned red and was like, uh, I mean, okay, I'll, I, I guess I can get him a drink. Do you want me to like pass him a message? <laughs> That's oh, good, Michelle. Hilarious. That is she funny. Was, uh, the horse we're talking about that won the Maker's Mark is Chez Pierre. Uh, Chez Pierre was awesome. He was very, he was Speed, devastating. My friend, Speed. Trained by Arnold Delacour and owned by Lale, Lale Stables. Written by Flavian Pratt. That's who we were talking about. Uh, in, in, what happened to Modern Games? I have no idea. No excuse, I mean, right? I just think that uh, that horse was so far in front. I mean, he turned for home like 10 in front. And when Modern Games is like trying to make a kick, he's just not. That horse isn't stopping, right? So you yeah. have that big of a, a lead. Great ride by Pratt. Yeah, super great ride. And some you have to do that. Like, you have to take your speed horses and go fast. Like, if you but sit there. But he wasn't in front, and, Michelle. He was in front like the second half of the race. And yeah, the flying. second half of the race. Yeah, he 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 didn't set That's, the pace. No, but he like had that. He opened up so much before anyone right. else even breathed. He got, he I got mean, the like, jump. He got, he got the, the jump. jump. Sorry, he got the yes, jump. He got That's the a jump. good name for a horse. Get the jump. Hey, did you see Air, the movie? No, is that the Michael Jordan? Yeah, it's really movie? good. It's really okay, good. I haven't seen it's it. very motivating, and you should see it. And it's fun. And you're uh, almost my age, not really, but close. So you'll understand all the '80s references and everything. It's pretty cool. 
All right, point number three. Uh, point number three is congratulations to Swiss Skydiver. Oh. Our previous winner from a couple years back. Sure. Her first full. It's a filly by Kingman. She was actually born 215, but they just announced it like two days ago. Oh, nice. Well, congratulations to Swiss Do Are we sending her any, like a present? We can. We can do. What would you send a horse that has a baby? Carrots. Oh, that's good. Right. Or a little a little cute blanket for your baby. Do you send the dad cigars? Uh, they would be smoked out. <laughs> well, I had a I had dinner last night uh, with another gentleman as well, and he's one of your at favorite people. At the same people, time, or you had two separate At dinners. the same time, and he's one of your favorite people, oh, and boy. he also just had a baby. Who? Well, he didn't have a baby. His wife had a baby. Who had a baby? I'm going to let you guess. Who is one of your favorite people that you went to sushi with, with in Del Mar with us? Oh, Brett Jones? Brett Jones. Did Brett Jones have his baby? Brett Jones had his baby, oh, a little what girl. What's the name then? Her, her name is Wendy, W-E-N-D-E. Oh. It is a family name, and I uh, got to hold her last night, and it was amazing. She's so oh, cute. so exciting. I'm going to text you this picture so you can kind of see it. Um, yes, congratulations to him and his, to Brett and his wife, uh, who I call Tyler Taylor. I'm not quite sure which her name is. I'm pretty sure it's Tyler. Um, it's Tyler. But uh, yeah, yeah, she's she's so cute, Michelle. I I'm just looking for this uh, for this picture. Oh, I can't find it. All right, let's we'll do it later. I'll send it to you, and we can talk about it maybe after the show. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I'm gonna send this to you right now. Wait a second. I had to text Brett Jones right now too. Oh, I you saw did? you were Airdrie because you posted photos. Yeah, and that farm is so beautiful. I just I was blown away and I got to watch a little of the uh little horse sex. Okay. Uh, which was interesting to say the least. I always am fascinated by it. Um check your text. Oh my gosh. I mean isn't she so cute? Billy, I want to see pictures of you when you were a baby dad. Okay, I'll try to find some. I'm sure Kathy has some. Uh, I'm sure no one wants to talk, uh, hear us talk about this, but we will. Uh, so let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and then we will come back with Stanton Flurry right after this. The Owner's Box is brought to you in part by OBS. The Ocala Breeder Sales sells more two-year-olds than any other sales company in the world. The two-year-old sales combine for 14% of the greatest stakes placing since 2018 stateside. And their amazing website includes horses' pedigrees, under-tack videos, as well as walking videos and even still shots in some instances. A two-year-old buyer is not only buying the horse's potential, but also the expertise of the horsemen that prepared the horses for their future. OBS is an international marketplace with horses being purchased from buyers from 49 of the 50 United States, also Korea, Japan, the Middle East, Hong Kong. Singapore and Europe. Don't forget the next sale is April 25th through the 28th and the under tack is going right now. Also we had the June sale coming up that is June 13th through 15th. That is oh All right, back here on the owner's box. Now I have to apologize to the gentleman who is on the line because Michelle didn't know how to say his name and <laughs> sent me a text that his name was Stanton and it's Staten Flurry. So Staten, welcome to the owner's box. Hey, thanks for having me. You said it happens all the time, or is just is it just Michelle? Be honest. No, it's it's all the time. I get Staten, Slayton, Stanton. Uh, so I, anything close, I'll I'll turn around answer and to. answer to. So. But it is hey, a, yep. 
it is a different name, Staten. Is it a family name? It was my grandma on my dad's uh, side's maiden name. I mean, your whole I name, like you it. should that's actually... Very, that's very Midwestern yeah, to do and that. I think, are you sure you're not like an action star? Staten Flurry. Like, yeah, yeah. Nope. I, uh, car parker, uh, horse owner, and a little bit of everything else, but no action star. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> let, well let's, let's go back in time then and tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you uh, got into the horse ownership business. Well, uh, growing up in Hot Springs, uh, this town kind of lives and breathes horse racing, but kind of, as I alluded to just a second ago, my family has owned the parking lots around Oaklawn for, for longer than I've been alive. Oh, so wow. I grew, I grew up out there and uh, got to know different owners and trainers that would park with us and fell in love with the sport early on. And when I graduated from college, claimed my first horse and won our second race, and it's been all kind of downhill ever since. That's not true. It's been uh, it's been beautiful. Uh, your that what you've been it, done. It has been. It uh, has. But it's been let, very very fortunate. It, did you you know when I was a kid, I would go to Hollywood Park with my grandfather, and I kind of knew everyone there. So like even I was betting when I was like eight years old. Right? Is that kind of like you, Staten? Like that you knew everybody at the track even when you were a kid, just from not, the parking? Not really. Uh, not really. Uh, there was a certain time period that when I was young, Oaklawn didn't let children in the in the racetrack so i would oh, no. go around the backside. there was like an age limit at certain tracks around the the south so i would go around to the backside and watch through the fence some <laughs> races and watch them uh, pass by or i grew up i'd say a third of a mile from the track so if i timed it right jumping on the trampoline when i was young i could catch the horses coming around the turn that's hear the call but uh no, I can't say there's too many people I really knew or became friends with uh, until I got into the sport. There were different owners that would park with us and just out of a kind gest- gesture, they'd say, hey, uh, come watch our horse run. But to say I was really friendly with anybody in the sport. But uh, this is a this is this is a great story. I mean, I can just imagine you jumping on the trampoline. That's something that both Michelle and I would probably do as well because we're <laughs> just sicko horse fans. Except we would call the race while we were jumping. Probably yes. <laughs> um, uh, I have two questions before I know Michelle is chomping at the bit to get going. Um, when I was at Oakland, I went to one of those bathhouses. Did you do that as a kid? Never have been. Uh, I think like in in grade school. We like took some field trips or something out to to one of them, but to to say I've actually done the whole bathhouse thing, that's more of a tourist deal than a yeah. hometown. Thanks for making me feel like a tourist. I appreciate it. <laughs> you um, are a tourist, though, Billy. <laughs> I want to go back to you said you claimed a horse, and a lot of people have come on our show. We've been doing this for a long time now, and they always one they always one of uh, the the most common ways to actually get into the sport is by claiming a horse. Take us through that process. You were just out of school. Tell us a little bit about that first experience. You, you had to find a trainer, all those kind of things. Yeah, I was totally green uh, when that came about. I had a family friend that uh, he was in the cattle business, and he had been a blacksmith on the racetrack long, long time ago. And he said, man, when you want to actually claim a horse, I know you've talked about it for, for a while, when you want to do it, let me know. I'll take you to the backside and introduce you to a couple people. And uh, I think the second person he introduced me to was a assistant trainer named Kevin Martin. He was working for Cody Autry at the time. And Kevin and I just clicked. And like I said, we 
claimed a, a filly named Let's Get Fiscal together. Wait, she, say, uh, say the name again. Second. Let's Get Fiscal. Let's Get Fiscal. Oh, Fiscal. F I S C A L. Okay. And uh, won our second race together. Then uh, Kevin and Cody split, and Kevin got hired by Carl Broberg. And he went to the fairgrounds the following year instead of coming back to Oaklawn. And that's how I got hooked up with Brad is Kevin said, man, I want to introduce you to somebody. I think he's going to be the next big trainer. He said, this is who I want you to use here at Oaklawn. And it was wow. Brad. I think Brad might have had 10 or 12 cheap claimers at the time. He was sharing a barn with Jinx Fires. Wow. Hadn't won a graded stakes yet. And uh, I've kind of grown with Brad. And so you found Cox. Brad Cox. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is the kind of things you hear that you learn on the on the owner's box. State and Flurry responsible for Brad Cox. I'm just. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know about all that. You know, let the aggregators figure it out, okay? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll roll with it. All right, so so you 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 have this success claiming. Now you meet Brad. What 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 part of life are you in? What business are you in that you can all of a sudden you know start really participating in this sport? Yeah, when I started with Brad, it was just kind of the claiming deal. At the same time, uh, I think we claimed a filly named uh, Full Steam Ahead for twelve five. I ran her right back. She won, got claimed, and just kind of built on that. We claim another one and. I uh, bought an Archie bred two-year-old filly at the OBS sale. She was awesome again. And, uh, her name, we named her Little Miss Flurry. She came out and uh, broke her maiden pretty easy, then came and won a two-year-old stakes. Just kind of built on that. Her success led me to buying uh, a few more horses, and those we had success with, and that led to Mr. Misunderstood coming into the barn. Uh, we bought him at the two-year-old sale also. And he's the one that really set the groundwork for me to become a a good-sized owner. That's but, uh, This is he, an amazing story. State and Flurry joining us here on the Owner's Box. This is because you really got brought up through the claiming ranks and, and through a guy who now is this, you know, top, top, top trainer massively in demand do you, does he still give you the same time of day well i guess because you have really good horses still. absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> he is yeah. that kind of a guy right like i i've had horses with him i ran into him at churchill the other day he's like hey how you doing you know he's very it's just a good it's a, he's a nice guy he is he is very personal here at uh oaklawn when he comes in he he lives uh downstairs in my house so he's uh we're buddies more than we are uh client trainer we've we've been together almost 10 years now so never really had a crossword and had a lot of success can you tell us one great story a brad cox staten story from the house i mean you guys must have and you got a little loose one night you know something give us something (laughs) it was not really about brad but uh last year his son brody uh, was up it was about i think brody's six or seven and Brody wanted to go looking for frogs. And it's about 30 degrees outside. I'm like, Brody, there's no frogs outside. But he had me on YouTube playing frog noises, walking around the backyard trying to find frogs with a flashlight. But <laughs> none, of them, none of them ever popped up. But that's, uh, oh, that's a great story. You're a good a man, Michelle. I... Like, if that didn't uh, get me some brownie points with Brad walking around outside about 30 degrees with his son looking for frogs, nothing does. Absolutely. Awesome. Go ahead, Michelle. Is that like gigging frogs? Yep. Yep. So we were, uh, I don't know what we would have done if we had found one. 
<laughs> but uh, Brody wanted to look for frogs that night. All maybe right. maybe so he was playing Frogger. From... <laughs> You're silly. Frogger? Back to the 80s again. Sorry. So you went from claiming a horse in 2012 to winning the Kentucky Oaks uh, with She Dares the Devil a couple years back. Can you tell us, besides just claiming and like rolling your money that you earned with that horse into the next horse, was there any other catalyst that like helped you get to that big stage? And was that even your thought? Like, were you thinking all along, look, I want to win the Oaks. I want to win the Derby. Uh, I mean, or was it just like, holy crap, this is where we're going. <laughs> I like I mean, the holy crap. Yeah. Kind of like that. Uh, just here's where we're going. Uh, number one goal for me. I want to win the Oak Lawn, or the Arkansas Derby. I want to win okay. here at Oak Lawn. Sure. It's home. All my buddies, all my family, we're all here. So I want to win here at Oak Lawn, but no, uh, a big part of my success, I've got to go back to my bloodstock agent, Clay Shear. He's the one that's picked out a She Dares the Devil, picked out Interstate Daydream, uh, picked out Key Life. He's been a huge asset to me since we started working together, I guess about three or four years ago. But uh, She Dares the Devil, he just called me and said, hey, there's this filly in the cell. I love her. We need to really try to get her. I think she went for 285. She didn't go for extremely high amount and I think all the cards kind of fell our way, too, in 2020. She was a really, really good horse, but if the Oaks had been in May instead of September, would we have won? I can't say yes or no because she did love Churchill Downs, but right. everybody else was beating up on each other. You had a Swiss Skydiver, Venetian Harbor, all these uh, Gamine, all these horses trying to go across country and win all these grade ones, and we said, man, let's just stay close to – to Churchill and I think we started with an allowance race and went over to Indiana Grand and won the Indiana Derby and came into Churchill with a fresher horse than everybody else so that's a huge testament to to Brad's game planning and it worked out did I'm just going to throw something in here Michelle because uh she was an OBS April 2022 purchase it says oh this is key mm -hmm. of life i'm talking i'm looking at yeah. yes. key of life is obs yeah. and then also miss, miss mr misunderstood was also OBS. an obs yep. purchase and and uh interstate daydream was also oh wow. the she won the indiana oaks indiana oaks and the yeah. black eyed susan black eyed susan i remember she's that actually in uh she's the favorite for the uh double dog dare friday at keeneland oh are you coming out that's exciting i am yep i'm flying up tomorrow well i will be there we will definitely say hello i want to know are you involved when these you say you just get a phone call from clay clay i believe you said um yeah. are you are you involved do you look at pedigree do you watch the, oh, the breezes I, are I you love, like uh, i love the pedigree aspect and, and watching the, the breezes uh, yeah i'm i'm a big big time fan of doing all that and uh, like for the yearling sales i'll come up for for a week two weeks and We'll hit the ground running about every day looking for the, the next big horse. But we've had a lot more success at the two-year-old sales the last couple years like than it. we have the, than the yearling sales. But we've got a few yearlings we're really, really high on right now. So hopefully uh, those pan out. How many horses you... do you have in the stable? I've got about 25 right now between the, between the claimers here at Oaklawn, which once Oaklawn's over with, I try to downsize those and mainly focus on some quality over quantity for the rest of the year. That's a good thing, quantity over quality. I say that to Michelle all the time, and I know she has a question. Go ahead, Michelle. <laughs> I want to know how you uh, got involved with Clay, because it seems like you 
have a lot of faith in him when, you know, he's calling you up saying, let's buy a horse and you're gung ho for it. So how'd that relationship get started? He was working for another one of Brad's clients and I just met him in the paddock at Churchill one day and I didn't have a bloodstock agent I was really using at the time. Brad, I would say five, six years ago, he still had the time to go to the sales and watch the, the breezes and check out all the horses. But I could tell that that time was kind of coming to an end because he was just getting so big. And Like I said, Clay approached me, and one of the first ones we bought was Shooter is the Devil. So it so worked out was- all right. <laughs> Michelle, I got to say, I know you have another question, but this guy seems abnormally lucky. Am I wrong yeah, about that? I- hey, it's all about uh, aligning yourself with the right people. That's what I say in this game, whether it's the trainer, it's the jockey, uh, bloodstock agent, whoever. Uh, you've got to have the, the right people in your corner. Well, interesting that you mentioned that because that segues to my next question. I see that you do partnerships. It's not just your name on everything. So how do you decide who's a good partner for you? Yeah, from the beginning, I really wasn't big on partnerships. If I did them, I, like some of the local guys here, some of my buddies here in Hot Springs, we'd, we'd do partnerships. But going back to Shooter is a Devil with a uh, Shake Fahad and Cutter Racing, he kind of had a deal with, I think, everybody that was looking at the horse because he was a partner when they took her to the horse of racing age sale, and he wanted to stay in. I think they were uh, splitting up the partnership that might have been with, I think it was Simon Callahan. Yes. And all the partners wanted to dissolve it, and Shake Fahad really wanted to stay in. So I said, sure, I'd rather – bid with a sheik than uh than against one <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a losing battle so uh that's how that one became then a couple of these other partnerships like title town racing uh, paul far and uh greg hoffman that's in on me with key of life they've both been uh clients of brad for a little while and we've become buddies and developed a good relationship and nobody tries to play trainer they all realize hey brad's the trainer we're just here to kind of sign the checks and show up hopefully for pictures. Uh, let's not try to tell Brad where to run the horses and it works out. Well, it's worked out so far. I mean, you, the record speaks for itself. We're just talking about she dares the devil. We're talking about key of life. That was an impressive win. Oh, excuse me. That was an impressive win the other day. I thought I was on do not disturb um, at Keeneland. Uh, uh, this filly, she's been in and out and, and she really found her best. Uh, like she's just turned into a tiger. Yeah, uh, Clay called me last, I guess it was April. He's like, man, this filly's fast. You really, really need to look at her. She's fast. I'm not saying she can go far, but however far she can go, she's going to be doing it fast. And that's kind of what it's turned out to is uh, I think every race that we've ran, except, say, her first one last year, she broke a little slow out of the gate and came running at the end. Then you had the uh, first race this year at Oakland. She she just kind of drew the rail. It had rained the day before. It was deep, muddy. It seems like everything was coming from off the pace, and a couple of the horses caught a tire track, the center of the track, and ran past us. But other than those two races, she's been 100% game in everything we ran her in. You seem, I said lucky before, but now I'm thinking like you are also incredibly calm. Are you, uh, do you meditate? Are you, uh, do you have, when you go to the races, do you get excited or is this kind of yeah, state yeah. in? You, uh, you always get a little nervous or excited when they're loading in the gate, but it goes back to, you've got to have faith in the people that you're working with. And 
you know Brad's going to have him 100% when he loads him in the gate. He's not going to run a run a short horse. So that's that's kind of my my mindset. It's out of our hands once they get on the track. All right, Michelle, go. Um, so I want to get back to kind of when you acquire horses. So like you said, we've had some success with the two-year-old in training sales, and you've done a little bit of the yearling sales. Do you also breed, and what's your favorite way to acquire a horse? I've bred a little bit, but it's too long of a time for me, <laughs> and I did mainly the state-bred stuff, so mm-hmm. I've I've kind of got out of the, the breeding business uh, I've gotten rid of the couple marys I had, but I prefer to go to the sale and let's pick out what we want, not what we're hoping to get. Right. So I would say the uh, that's that's the a great way are, to put it. Yeah. The sales are definitely uh, my favorite way to acquire one because, yeah, claiming's fun, but you never know what issue they're going to have. Whether it you may get a hundred percent horse that you can move up and make it a stakes winner you may get a horse with a bad throat you never know so i'd rather be able to do our due diligence and uh, buy what we're going for staten now go ahead go ahead michelle sorry i'm i'm off subject completely it's just because i was looking at pictures right now staten hold on can you tell me about your silks my silks well uh the big snowflake in the center kind of play off flurry last name and uh the black and white checkered sleeves i'm a big motorsports fan so it all kind of like tied car together. racing or yeah, motor car racing yep. yep car racing yep you would get along with sluggo he does funny cars yeah okay okay you... i know uh chris Fedrick on decently well that uh does funny cars what all right i, I want to go out uh, also on a different Note: We have the Kentucky Derby coming up. Brad Cox has a, a few runners in there, a couple at least. Uh, can we get some inside information? And uh, I know from the get-go they were always high on verifying, but it seems like he's had bad luck every time he's been on the track. So uh, I think Brad set up to have a really good. Uh, I think a really good first Saturday in May and first Friday in May. You seem very confident. So you like you wet gambler? paint too? Not really, not really. Uh, I don't bet much. I tell everybody that asks me, "Hey, do you bet on your horse?" Like, no, you kind of bet on them when you buy them. That's, uh, <laughs> that's my way to look at it. That that's the big gamble. Yep, it is. It is. It it'll cost you a whole lot more than ten across or a hundred across. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you've talked. You've talked about you know having people as the key to your success. If you if let's. Let's give our audience some advice from Staten, not Stanton Flurry, about you know getting into the horse ownership <laughs> business. Um, obviously, you've already stated you got to have a good team, but is there something else that you've learned along the way that you want to pass along? Don't be afraid to go and visit with who you're thinking about using. If they don't have the time to to spend with you for five minutes just to go over their whole outfit, you really don't need to be spending your money with them. Find somebody that you can have communication with, talk to, and you can trust. If you don't feel, don't get the right gut feeling from the get-go, find somebody else. I think there's there's a lot of great people in this game, but there's at the same time when money's involved, there's a lot of bad snakes. 
I think that's great. I think that's great advice. I think, you know, oftentimes we just talk about the team and get, but certainly uh, make sure you go and meet these people and get, and get along with them. My dad always used to say that, you know, you want to work with people that you'd like to go out to dinner with. Um, yep. And it's not a chore. Because they have a big name. That doesn't mean that they're the best. Well, we wish you the best of luck with, uh, on Friday, at Keeneland, which I may be there, so I might track you down somehow. Maybe we'll have a beer. And uh, obviously with Key of Life as she moves forward in her career. Staten, thanks so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Hey, not a problem. Hey, thanks for uh, having me on, and hopefully we can all meet up soon. Oh, we will. Believe me. If if you have champagne, Michelle will be there. Come on. (laughs) We'll do it. Yes. (laughs) All right. Staten Flurry, Flurry, we appreciate it. Continued success. Hey, not a problem. Thank you all. Um, Michelle, interesting. I mean, uh, he might be the luckiest owner of all time. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, and he's just so calm and steady. Like, I'd be like, oh, let me tell you about She Dares the Devil winning the Kentucky Oaks. You know, this guy. How about they bought her because Mr. Misunderstood uh, with some unknown trainer named Brad Cox jumped up and won almost a million bucks. Like, it, it's, it's really a, a, a pretty incredible success story. Agree. Yeah. And his name is Staten. Not Stanton. I don't know. I I literally have like talked about him and said Stanton, and like no one has ever said, "Oh, Brandon Ranch." Here's the question: Do we go and re-tape the first part of the show? No. Just leave it. Yeah, because then we talked about it. So if we go back, it's like, what, what were they talking about? All right. Well, very cool. Uh, we really appreciate Staten for coming on today. What's going on at uh, San Anita? We're back in action this week. Michelle. We are back in action, right? So we Thank return God. racing on Friday, April 21st. We have a nine-race program that does start at 1 o'clock. And want to note that we are now calling the races the Hollywood meet. How do you so feel about that? we have the classic that? meet, and now we're in the Hollywood meet. So How do you feel whatever. about that? I don't really care what you call the meet, to be quite frank with you. Oh. I mean, I like the tribute to Hollywood Park, but is it a tribute to Hollywood Park? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because this was traditionally like the right. racing days of it right. and everything. Yeah. Okay. And it runs well, April 21st to June 18th is our meeting. Okay. So we have no stakes the day we come back. Uh, free admission to general parking, though, if you want to come visit. Right. On Saturday, we do have the Grade 2 Californian and the Grade 3 Kona Gold. So both of those are boys, one rounding, one sprinting. And on track, we have a $40 handicapping contest and also the family funds and on the infield. Sunday racing includes the Siren Lure Stakes, and we still have the family fun zone and that $40 handicapping on track. And that will kick off or end up our weekend. Sounds like a great weekend. Uh, Keeneland should be fun. Michelle, one of your favorite horses, Little Red Feather Horses, running Saturday at Keeneland. Who? Beer Can Man. Oh, I was wondering what happened to Beer Can Man. Yeah, he had a little injury. That, yeah, it's an allowance race at Keeneland. Purse, 130000 Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So uh, it's exciting to it. get, get a horse like that back who tries every time. Hopefully, he can come back in good shape. Yay. That's great. Um, thank you to State and Flurry. Thank you to Santa Anita. Thank you to OBS. And uh, I will be attending the sale this week. I'm leaving Sunday morning. So we'll do our pod from there, I assume, Michelle. We'll do yeah, something you want to I'm do something. I'm leaving Monday night, so I have like all of Monday to do it. Okay. We'll try to do it on Monday. Okay. And we'll post it we'll post it early. We'll post it on Tuesday. Yep. Wanna post it early so we can get some of those secret sires in there. Ooh, secret sires. You, okay, this is what I want to do though. This is so I'm so lame because like my birthday is the week after. Right. And when I came to Florida for Christmas, we took our family. 
and we were mostly doing Disney, but the day we landed, we like kind of, I wanted to go to Harry Potter world so bad. And once I was there, I realized I did not anywhere near budget enough time to do all of Harry Potter and universal. <laughs> so on uh, Wednesday, I'm, I, uh, I'm leaving the sales to go down to Harry Potter. That's amazing. Good for you. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, I think she might have just muted herself, so you might not Sorry. hear Michelle. Sorry. Oh, here she comes. My doorbell rang. That's okay. That's what happens on this show. It's okay. My phone rang. I was on Do Not Disturb. My phone rang, so I don't know who it was. I got to go look. It's an emergency because if it's on like Do Not Disturb and then like yeah. if I call you, it'll say, this is Do Not Disturb. Do you need to ring through anyways? Ooh. And so you can put like, yes. Ooh, I better go look at my phone. Uh, we are part of the In The Money Media Network. Billy at littleredfeather.com is my email. If you have any questions about ownership, please feel free to reach out anytime. You can follow us at Twitter at Own A Horse, at the Michelle U, at BKLRF. It's been a good show, Michelle. Nice and nice and breezy, quick, and let's get in and out, and let's get to OBS. Later. <laughs>